Hey guys, we're going to start with a quiz. Now everybody can participate in this quiz, okay? The adults, choir, y'all can participate in this quiz. This is a test of your Bible, well, your Christmas knowledge. Everybody know about Christmas? You, do you know, what, you know what Christmas is? Okay, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. All right? Are you ready? Here's the first one. This will be up on the screen too. Where in the Bible do we find the Christmas story? This might be a little hard. Where in the Bible do we find the Christmas story? A, Matthew, B, Mark, C, Luke, D, John, or E, only A and C. Anybody got an idea? Lainey? Luke, you're right. Luke's one of them. One of them. E. Matthew and Luke, A and C. Everything you, we know about the Christmas story is found in those two Gospels. Did you all know that? You knew that. Yeah, you were just, you were just being bashful. Okay. All right, let's, here's another one. Where did the wise men find Jesus? Now, now, before you answer, look at the possibilities. A, in a manger. B, in a stable. C, in Nazareth. D, in a house. A. No. B? No. D in a house. Now, how many adults knew that? All right. The rest of y'all need to bone up on your Christmas story. Okay? All right. Help these children out. All right. How many wise men came to see Jesus? Are you ready? Is it A3? B, 6, C, 9, or D, the Bible doesn't say? The kids say it's A. Some of the kids say it's D. It is D. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us how many wise men are. And if, I said it in the sermon this morning. The chips off the old block. Okay, yeah, the Bible doesn't say, why do we think there's, why do we sometimes think there's three? There were three gifts, that's right, and they were, what were the three gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, good job, good job. All right, um, got a couple more, you with me? A manger is A, a barn for animals, B, wooden hay storage bin, C, a feeding trough, or D, none of the above? This hurts, y'all. This hurts. Did anyone say C? You're right. C. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's a practice called shooting a hole in a wall and then drawing a target around it afterwards. Okay, it's a feeding trough. Guess what this is? It's a manger. <laughs> At, which is also a feeding trough, an ancient feeding trough. They fed the, fed the kids out of that. All right. Now, now, these two relate to the story that we're going to read in just a second. So listen very carefully. And you may not know this. That's okay. You will afterwards. Number eight, what did the angels say or sing? 
And look at those options. A, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. B, hallelujah. C, glory to God in the highest. D, joy the world. Joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. E, glory to the newborn king. What, which one do you think it is? Which one do you think it is, grown-ups? Anybody say C? C! <laughs> yes, C! Glory to God in the highest. And we'll see that when I read the scripture and just say, last question, y'all listen very carefully. This, is, this isn't a trick question, but you've got to think about it, all right? How many angels spoke to the shepherds? A, one, B, three, C, multitude, D, none of the above. Hey, it sounds like sheep up here. Hey. One. It was A. One shepherd spoke to the sheep. One, one angel spoke to the shepherds. Just one. The rest of them, the rest of them spoke out loud to God. They spoke praise. But only one shepherd spoke. And that's what I want to talk to you about, y'all, for just for a minute. Okay, listen. There were the there were you're right. The shepherds. The shepherds were out in a field keeping their sheep. Now, the job of a shepherd was incredibly boring. Have you ever been bored? Not right now, but you're not bored right now. No, okay. Keeping sheep was a boring job because they weren't very exciting. You are out there all day long with the sheep. And they did what sheep do. They eat, they walk around, they eat, they walk around, they eat, they do things of which we do not speak, and then they eat some more. <laughs> and, and that's what they do. And those guys, you know, if you took a selfie with shepherds, they didn't smile probably. You know, that was their life. And, and in terms of respect and honor, they were on the lowest rung of, of society. People just did not look up to the shepherds. They just didn't. And so here were these men, they were ordinary men, they were plain and simple men, and they were out doing their job. And God sent angels to them to announce the birth of his son. And that says to me that God loves everybody. And he didn't want these men, ordinary men, plain men, that the rest of the world didn't pay attention to, he didn't want them left out. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been afraid? Yeah. You know, one time, my dad and I went walking in the woods, not too far from our house, and I was little. And I was scared walking in the woods. We were going out there near dark. It was getting dark. And I didn't want to be out in the woods in the dark. Some of y'all like being out in the woods in the dark? No, no. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's scary to be out in the woods in the dark. And, and when I was little, we went out there in the woods, and he thought he would play a joke on me. Have you ever played a joke on somebody? I don't think it's very nice. <laughs> because he, he, he ran ahead. I didn't know where he was. And all of a sudden, I heard all this commotion and noise. Arr! And the bushes were shaking. And he said, help, help, a bear's got me. I was scared to death. 
I ran and ran and ran. I couldn't run anymore. I ran all the way back to my house. I burst in the door. I said, Mama, Mama, call the police. A bear's got dead. And she started laughing at me. She didn't take me seriously. But I was scared. Yeah, I was scared. And, and you know what? Sometimes grown-up people are scared too. I, right now, we're kind of sitting up here talking about this, but even sitting out there to your left and to your right, there are grown-up people, and some of them are afraid of something, something happening in their life, something going on. Fear is something that everybody experiences sometimes. And you know what? One of the reasons God sent Jesus into the world is so that we wouldn't have to be afraid. Listen to what the Bible says. Listen, okay? Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, one angel, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. These are grown men. Do not be afraid. For behold, and behold means look. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, or like the word host means army, like a heavenly army praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now let me point out a couple of things I think will be helpful to you when you're afraid. The angel says to these men, don't be afraid. And he says, don't be afraid because I have news for you. Did you know that sometimes there's news that can make fear go away? You can be afraid of something and someone tells you something. They just tell you something and you're not afraid anymore. That's what this was. It was the kind of news that can make all fear go away. And this is what he said. There is born to you this day. When God sent his son, he came like you and I do. He was born and God sent him into the world. But notice what he calls him. He calls him a savior. Do you have a savior? Has anyone ever rescued you when you were in trouble? Like you were about to fall over and they grabbed you? Or something like that. That's what saviors do. They rescue people. And Jesus is the one who can rescue anybody and he can rescue everybody. Who is Christ the Lord. Christ was a way of, of naming the promised one, a Messiah that everybody was looking for, the one who would come and make everything in the world right, everything better, everything broken he would fix. And one day when Jesus comes again, he's going to do exactly that. But he's the one that can fix broken things. And he calls him the Lord. And I like that. Because when Jesus is called Lord, later in the Bible it says he is Lord of Lords. You know, sometimes you and I are afraid of something that's bigger than we are or stronger than we are. But Jesus is the Lord over that. 
He's Lord over everything that would be Lord over you. And so one of the ways you and I can conquer fear, overcome fear, beat fear, is we can simply turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, would you rescue me? Jesus, would you help me? Jesus, I know you're bigger than anything that I'm afraid of. Would you help me, Lord, through this so I don't have to be afraid? And, and children, that's not only true for you, it's true for me. It's true for the, the grown-ups in the choir and out here. That when we turn to Jesus, he can rescue us from all of our fears and all of our trouble and all of our enemies. Can I just pray with you for just a moment, and then I'm going to let you all go back to your seat. You all have been really good. Haven't they been good, you all? Man, you all been great. Have you ever had anybody clap for you for just sitting still? Tonight you have. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you, Lord, for these dear ones. I know that they are precious to you, precious in your sight. And Lord, I thank you for their families and the homes where they come from. And Father, as a church family tonight, we ask you to bless these little ones. We pray, Father, that this Christmas season would be one of the happiest and the most meaningful in their life. I pray, Father, that amidst all the the fun things like trees and food and gifts, that, Lord, you would come and take just a new place in their imagination and in their heart and in their thinking. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, kids. Well, Merry Christmas, Wim Baptist. I love Christmas. Uh, I love the lights. I love the presents. I love the songs. I love the songs we've been singing. I also love Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I love <laughs> everything about Christmas. And I love the Wim Baptist Church candlelight service. Um, our family loves this time, so I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad we get to celebrate it with you. Before we distribute the elements, I want to ask you a question, uh, and the question is, have you ever done anything that was really awkward? Um, you, it might have just happened to you when your kid was up here, like... <laughs> like me. Uh, he was chewing on that fingernail. Y'all don't take that the wrong way. Um, have you ever done anything real awkward? The students, teenagers use that word a lot. Sometimes they say awk, like, oh, it's awk. Um, but they, they use the word awkward a lot. Um, have you ever done that? I'm not talking about like walking and tripping and, and embarrassing yourself, but have you done anything really, really, really awkward? I'm talking about wake up in the middle of the night still thinking about what you did that was so awkward. Messed you up type awkward. Maybe you were talking to somebody and you, you said something to them and you knew in that moment, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. That was awkward. Tonight I want to read a story to you, and it has everything to do with the Christmas story, but it was the first time this, this feeling of awkward happened in humanity. Listen to this. 
Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man replied, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate. So the Lord God asked the woman, What is this you've done? And the, and the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Humanity, Adam and Eve, had this communion with God in the garden where they, they had this relationship where when he came, there was no awkward. Perfect communion with God. And then they did the very thing that he told them not to do. And it ruined for the rest of humanity that perfect communion with God. And I, I don't care what people say, it's built it into the psyche of a human to long for God, to know Him. It's built in the psyche. There is an emptiness until somebody knows God. But in that same psyche, a sinful psyche, there is a fear of what on earth will happen if I actually find him. People have been dealing with this awkward of wanting God and at the same time ashamed to stand in his presence. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe, maybe you're in a place where you, you want God, you want to know God, but at the very same time, you're, you're filled with this guilt and shame, and you don't know what would happen if you actually found Him. Maybe, maybe you've, you've wanted God in your past, and, and you've, you've longed for Him, and you tried to have God by doing all the right things. And still, just no peace with God. Still that awkward brokenness, no peace. Maybe, maybe you've looked for peace with God. You, maybe you've tried to break this awkwardness with God through the blessings of God. Sometimes God blesses us, and instead of embracing Him, we embrace His blessings. Maybe that's you. Tonight, I want, to, I want you to hear something from me. In, in the Bible, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments to give the people, God spoke through those commandments, but the heavens were silent. There's also another man in the Bible named Solomon, and he had all the blessings of God. He had money, he had uh, women, he had everything you could think of. And he wrote a book that said it was meaningless. Because we were never meant to find peace through obeying the commands of God or in the blessings of God. But that night, 
when they laid that baby in that feed trough, the heavens ripped open. And a choir started singing, Peace! Peace on earth! Peace! The curse had been broken. God had put on flesh, become dependent on human parents, and he brought down peace. And tonight, if you've been looking for peace in the commands of God or in the blessings of God, you need to move that to God himself and embrace peace. Maybe you've been in church your whole life and you've tried to do the church thing. You've tried to speak the church lingo and live the church life and you're still empty. You still know it's awkward and it may be shameful for you to admit that you don't have peace. Embrace peace in Jesus. Or maybe you've never walked into church. And maybe you're coming down off a high in this room right now or you're recovering from a hangover and you know nothing about this. Embrace peace. It's for you also. Embrace peace found in the person of Jesus.